We are Gold Ivy, a health company dedicated to simplifying health and wellness. The industry is lacking the honest experience and grit required to overcome the struggle. And we're here to fill that gap. You decide what works for your daily life and how to transform our lessons into your gold. Join us on the fearless pursuit of self-discovery and growth. This is Ivy Unleashed, a Gold Ivy production. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to Ivy Unleashed. You're here with Brooke and Andrea. Yes! (laughs) <laughs> so excited. are you excited about today's topic you know, or I, know I just nerd out about this topic because it's what i do all day all day every day yes today we are taking it back to the basics of goal setting or what we like to call gold setting yeah girl we are talking all about setting goals and why it's important mm-hmm. and what it really means and why is positive behavior change so complicated right when it doesn't need to be and we are going to fill you in on how to not make it complicated yeah I like to I love hearing what other people's goals are I think that's like my favorite thing about being a coach besides people's why of why they want to change or what they want the the outcome to be why they're doing it I love hearing that but also I love people are so creative with how they're setting goals and when you get back to thinking about how your brain works you can start the rewiring which is super powerful and you it, can rewire your brain. Did you I hear that can. right? So we got to talk about the brain for a second. Because if we don't know about the brain, then we don't know what it's doing. And we kind of get, get back to the basics here. Okay. So first of all, I just want to say, whenever I'm talking about, or Brooke's talking about science in any capacity, we make sure that we are looking at articles online or reading books from people that are MDs, psychologists, registered dietitians. Uh, licensed social workers, things like that. Like, so we always look and make sure there's credentials because that's Credible important. sources. Yes. Because we know how overwhelming the information is. And if we're overwhelmed, someone else is overwhelmed. Right. And we want to make sure we're providing facts. Exactly. Right. So back to the science of the brain. So the brain's function are carried out by a variety of chemicals called neurotransmitters. And there's one that I want to talk about. I love this one. Everyone loves this one. Dopamine. Dopamine. <laughs> I love it. It plays a key role in keeping us focused on our goals and motivating us to reach them, which is weird because you just think about that feel good dopamine, but you don't realize that, you know, it does play that key role and it rewards our attention and achievement by elevating our mood. And so not only do you feel better, let's say your goal is around exercise, you feel better from that, but you actually get dopamine from setting goals and achieving goals. So when we're working on goal setting, dopamine is released and it makes us feel good, which is like the most basic thought ever from this crazy neurotransmitter big word, but it's awesome. And then on the opposite end here, when you're not meeting your goals or tuning into the desires and keep putting them on the back burner, you limit dopamine and the lack of it can cause anxiety and fear. And so it's like, oh, I'm not meeting my goals. Oh, I wasn't thinking about it. You think you're like just looking at TikTok. You think you're just watching the game and putting off something. In reality, putting it off in the back of your mind, you know, I really wanted to meet this goal. I really wanted to work towards this goal. And so you actually get some anxiety and you actually get some fear that's underneath. You know, like the Sunday scaries. Oh, God, tell me about them. (laughs) Actually, don't because I know... (laughs) 
I'm trying. I'm trying to do better. Sunday scaries are real. Yes, but it's true because after a night of drinking, I don't know about any of you guys, but you wake up not feeling too hot, mm-hmm. and that whole Sunday to do list, or even the feeling of having a day off, wanting to relax, you can't because you have the Sunday scaries, and you're freaking out about everything else you have to do. Yeah, and, and I that- think though a way to battle that, and like I don't have Sunday scaries anymore. I don't know if I ever really had like the. I've heard it's really bad for some people, but I think it's because I'm a goal setter because I'm thinking about what am I going to do this week? I'm really specific about what I'm going to do that week. And if I have a plan and I can see it and I know I'm working toward it, then it doesn't really make me anxious. And something that's helped me with the Sunday scaries is scheduling it in, doing the brain dump that we talk about Mm -hmm. in episode two. Because I know that I have this time to relax. So my Sundays, if I know I'm having a fun Saturday night, I know that Sunday I'm down for the count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I know that whatever I need to get done is already going to get done. And so it lessens that anxiety. Right. Yeah. But I also think that the Sunday scaries can be limited if you're actually excited about what you do for work. Right. Definitely. I, I'm jacked to wake up Monday morning and get after it because... Also, it's Sunday. How are you feeling right now? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of jacked. Yeah. Good. Well, and I think too, you know, going back to the brain, it's super important to think about how to kind of train it, how to rewire it, how to like get in tune with how do I control my thoughts? Mm-hmm. What can I do physically? What can I have set up physically? How can I remind myself that I even have these goals? Because things get in the way. Someone knocks on your door and wants to talk to you for 45 minutes. You forgot about what you were doing. Then the game's on. Then you got to make some food. And then you forget about these goals unless you have them visually somewhere that you can see them or you have an alert that goes off on your phone. Sometimes you forget about the healthy food that you've bought if you tuck them way in the back. Mm-hmm. You forget about the fruit in the fruit basket if the fruit basket's not visible put it in the middle of the table, you know, things like that, where you can utilize those triggers, reminders by putting things visually in your path. And I think people really underestimate that. There's only so much you can do. So you got to help yourself sometimes, you know, when you're overwhelmed with all the moving parts of life, help yourself out, help a sister out. Put those things out that you know you love or have the cozy things near you. You know that you want to have a more comfortable work environment. Put a nice little blankie on your chair to remind yourself, I need to take care of myself. Put a little candle right where you are so you can smell it and you can think about, today I want to take good care of myself. And then if you've got your goals visible, you can keep them kind of in the back of your mind or think about them throughout the day. Yep, lunch is coming up. I committed to a walk. Going to do it. Going to make that happen. Yeah, so they actually reference it in a podcast I was listening today called The Happiness Lab. And they talk about this experiment where they had a bowl of fruit slices right in front of you and then uh, popcorn in arm's reach. A third of the people ate less calories because they went for the apples versus even if it's just at an arm's reach, it's the proximity. It's closer to you, so you're going to do it. Your brain wants easy. Your brain wants easy. It's mm-hmm. wired for easy. Yep, for sure. Yep. And I think something, too, when you're thinking about setting goals and you're getting started is thinking about what skills, what capacities do I have? What am I good at, right? So I want to start setting some goals. I want to level up my life. Where do I start? Okay, What comes naturally to you? Mm -hmm. What do you get excited about? For me, no secret, it's exercise. And I will set these easy goals sometimes for it to meet them when I'm trying to meet something else, right? So I know I love running. 
I know a two mile runs, nothing for me. Right. So if I know I could set a 10 mile a week goal, I'll meet that boost my confidence and I'll pair it with another goal of kind of like, what else could I put with this? And I know it's going to challenge me and know it's going to be hard to meet, but I'm meeting other goals. I'm doing it. It's Mm -hmm. pretty easy. I can do this too. Well, it's building your self-efficacy that we talk a lot about. If you start small, start with something that's realistic, attainable, you're only building your confidence. So you're hitting that reward. You're getting that dopamine and then you're wanting to push yourself further. Right. You have to start small. Right. And then there's this calculation that I like to think about. So it's skills or capacities, you know, what you're kind of good at or what you feel like, "Eh, this is pretty easy for me. Plus desire or motivation. Mm. Those things together are like goal setting magic. So perfect example with me again, running skill, pretty good at it. Pretty easy. Plus my desire to travel, love traveling. It motivates me. I want to see the world. I want to see the U S put running plus desire to travel equals what? 50 marathons in 50 states. It's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm seeing the country. I'm having experiences. I'm running. It's mm-hmm. pretty easy. It's an awesome goal. And I feel kick-ass while I meet it, you yeah. know? And so you have things to look forward to yes. because it's things that are important to you mm-hmm. and it's good for you. Right. And it didn't start there, right? So I started smaller. Mm-hmm. I ran a marathon for the first time in 2009. So obviously... Before that, I ran, but I never ran that far. So it was building up to that. It was starting super small. I think it's good to have these big lofty goals. It is. You need to dream. You need to think about what kind of life do I want to live? If I see this in a movie or I watch this story on like American Idol or someone chasing their dreams, what does it do to you? It sets you on fire. You get so excited. You cry a happy tear for that random ass person that's on the TV. But what about yours? You want to, okay, I will never be on American Idol. I can literally not care. You know, it's embarrassing. But I think about what is that for me? What would I, if I was on TV and someone's like, what's your dream? You know, what were the roadblocks that got you here? And you have this story that gets you through it. And you can talk about those hard times and you can talk about what you learned along the way. You know, what is that for you? And I am dedicated to this podcast fulfilling that dream of mine to connect with people, mm-hmm. to help people with what I'm learning along the way. And honestly, I feel like I'm in the right space, but it was these small goals. It started this year with like getting up a little bit earlier, reading a book a week, these little things that I'm like adding up together. And here we are. It's happening. Right. We're here. Yeah. So we talk a lot about starting small, setting small steps, right? That's all about positive behavior change and goals. And we talk about SMART goals. Mm -hmm. So when we set goals with clients, we make them SMART goals. I'm sure some of you have already heard that. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely. And Brendan Burchard, he has a book, High Performance Habits. He's incredible. Check him out. We'll plug all of his information, but he has a really solid point of right now when everyone talks about goals, they talk about the small steps, which we're guilty of, but what about the crazy dreams that set off these goals? So it's good to have these big goals and it's good to have these small goals and they're separate. And he has this idea of let's make some dumb goals. I love that. So this is going, but I like it. Oh, I'm assuming that stands for something. So your dumb goal would be running. I'm, this sounds like I'm attacking you, but I'm not. <laughs> your dumb goal is running a marathon in 50 states. Okay. 
So you basically start with this dumb goal and then you break it down into your smart goals. So smart goals for us are small steps. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you start with your dumb goal. So the D is dream driven. You want to travel. That's Mm -hmm. your dream. Mm -hmm. So it's what is, what fires you up? You set it yourself. It fires you up. It gets you going. It sets your soul on fire. Your dream. Mm -hmm. The U it's uplifting. How do you label this dream? Do you say, oh, I really need to lose weight because I want to look good in that swimsuit? Or do you say, God, I'm going to look hot as hell in that bikini? Oh, much better. Much better. Mm-hmm. Because it actually lifts you up. It motivates you. And when that's your meaning, it's aligned with your purpose. And uplifting, I like to tie to it's positive. Because people think sometimes, well, I'd be uplifted if I weighed less. No, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's think uplift, positive. Get your brain up. Yep. And you have to visualize it. You visualize yourself. When you speak to yourself in a positive way, it gets you moving. It gets you going. It increases your mood. Dopamine. Yep. And then the M of dumb is method friendly. So you get this practice. You create a set of practices. You figure out what's going to work for you. You reduce the friction, which we'll get into later mm-hmm. about goal setting. And So maybe that looks like your method is I'm going to yoga three times a week. I'm going to keep going until it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. So these are just ways to look at your goals. What sets you on fire? What is the deep meaning of it? I always tell people, you can set any goal in the world with me. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about exercise. We're going to talk about stress. We're going to talk about sleep. There's no way. I mean, everything's interconnected, right? Mm -hmm. But unless if you're connecting to why it's important to you, it's not going to happen. Or it's going to be way less likely to happen. Or if something comes in the way it's going to be a lot easier to kind of derail you yep. from your goal. And it's the, why is that important? What does it mean for you? And what is it, what is it going to give you after mm-hmm. you lose 15? What's that, What's life like after? And that scares people. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people, they want this goal, but it scares them because they don't know who am I going to be if I achieve that? What will that life look like? What will it do to my relationships? What will it do to my confidence? Who will be able to hang out with me? You know, and things like that, where it tends to be a lot about other people because your life will change. Yeah. Something has to give. When your life shifts, everything shifts. And I think you have to get to the importance of, am I living true to me? Do I feel good? How can I feel better? What does that look like? What do I want to start with? What feels easy to me that I've, I've known for a long time that I need to do? Like, I'll just tell you right now, I am so bad. <laughs> I'm, at, going. I'm so bad at my night routine, routine. of washing my face. Why is it so hard? I don't know, but I'm going to make it really simple. I'm going to put my stuff out because I am like, I don't like anything out on the counter. I like it to look really clean until this habit is in place. I'm going to keep my beauty counter stuff out on the counter. Mm-hmm. And my first small step, I just thought of this last night. Okay. When my kids are putting on their pajamas, I'm going to go wash my face and put my retainers in. Okay. Oh, brush my teeth too. So that's your cue. Your kids putting on their pajamas. Yes. Okay. What potential barriers do you see getting in the way? Probably not remembering to do that. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put an alarm on my phone, like seven o'clock. Because around seven o'clock, we're done eating dinner and it's about time to like wind down. Mm -hmm. Or maybe my cue is grabbing their jammies, give them to the kids, go straight to my room. Because what happens is I lay next to Blair, who's two, to help her go to sleep. And because I've been getting up so early, I'm passing out. Yeah. And then I like stumble into my room, face plant, and I'm not doing it. I need to take better care of my skin. Yeah. How do you feel about using your kids as accountability? 
Oh. And you tell them to put their pajamas on and they tell you, mama, go wash your face. I'll say, when it's time for brush and flush, I'll say, ask mommy if she already brushed and flushed. And I'll just know that that means wash your face too. I like it. Mommies can brush and flush too. Yeah. And it will show them that it's important for me to take care of me too. I love that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. Accountability. Can you be my coach? Hire me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go package. No, we, you know, it's funny. So Brooke Castillo has an episode on her podcast, Life uh, Coach School, called Why Change is Hard. Mm, I love that. And her. it is all about starting in the brain. It's about She's obsessed with the brain. Obsessed. But I understand. I am too. Right. Because behavior change, it starts with your mindset. It's reflecting and having awareness of who you are, what you want, what is important to you, what do you value, and are you ready to give up that identity that you have? That's hard. Are you ready to stop playing the victim? Yes. Are you ready to stop being the person that struggles with washing their face? Are you ready to up-level your life? Because if you up-level, things could change, and you have to be ready for that change. So until you're fully ready, you're not going to change. You can set these small steps, but until you are ready to change... Yes. And I think something that's really important in that question is, do you even know who you are? Mm -hmm. Do you know your values? And the more you get to know yourself, the more that you can tune into those things. If you truly know, like, what are the things that I know are true to me that I'm doing and what's not? Like, I know when I wake up, I'm like, oh, I didn't do it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's uncomfortable, right? Change is uncomfortable. Yes. It's uncomfortable for you when you're exhausted to go wash your face, Mm -hmm. but then you also wake up and you feel some shame and some guilt about Mm -hmm. it. So which discomfort do you choose? Right. It's going to be hard either way. Might as well go for the hard. That's going to set you up for success. Right. And I love that you brought in social support because that is such a huge part of goal setting with Mm -hmm. people. So when I'm coaching people and I'm asking them, all right, do you live with anybody or do you have anybody that encourages you or supports you in taking good care of yourself? And the answer to that a lot of times is, um, I mean, I guess so-and-so, usually a spouse. Mm -hmm. Or no, I live alone and they don't have anybody to check in on them, ask them if they're taking good care of themselves. And studies show that it is just crucial with goal setting that you have people checking in on you. Yep. There's no way around it. You really need it. People need that. And it provides so many mental health benefits too, besides helping you with setting your goals. But it's really important. And you can utilize resources that you have available to you. I know a lot of people have benefits programs and they have- Employee assistance programs through their company. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, you know, access to those counselors through that. Or I think people are afraid to look into, you know, how much actually would it cost to get a therapist, to have a counselor to check in with, or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. kind of specialist that you're thinking of. And it's most of the time a lot cheaper than you think if you do have insurance. Yeah. And also there's coaching. Mm -hmm. There's so many different routes you can go. And even if you're not ready for that yet, it's all about what you're filling your cup up with who Mm -hmm. you're following on social media there's small things you know maybe that's a goal that you have for yourself is and your first small step is auditing who you follow right because it's not only who's checking in on you but what are you filling your time with or people that you admire start to think about why do I admire them Mm -hmm. what is it they have in their routine how are they caring for themselves because sometimes we just don't know like we don't know I don't know you know, didn't know I need a toner and I need a cleanser and then I need a serum. Like, I don't know. I like literally texted my sister-in-law that has beautiful skin. I was like, what, how do do you do? do do? I know I could Google, but just tell me because your skin's flawless. And And people like to help. 
Yes. And people also want social support. Yeah. So I think sometimes you could think of like a coworker. Uh, I don't know if I'll ask them to go on a walk with me. I don't know what they'd say. They're probably looking for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to get out of the office and go outside and get some fresh air? You know, and you, if your gut's telling you they might want to do this walking challenge with me or they might want to count their steps or whatever, they probably would like that too. So I think to put out that vibe of ask me if I'm meeting this goal or, you know, ask someone, what are you working on? Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants more from a conversation. Nobody wants to sit around and talk about the weather. There's a few people that might, but <laughs> in general, people want more out of a conversation. They, they want to grow. They want to have some type of insight, learn something, have something interesting to talk about, think about. And the more that you touch base with someone that does that for you or look at them on social media or read a book about them, it can level up your life big time. Yeah. Just start small, but start. Mm-hmm. Do something. And with reaching out to a coworker, reaching out to a coach, a therapist, it's, it's hard. It, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to be vulnerable and to be vulnerable, you have to get uncomfortable. They go hand in hand, but there's no growth in the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And if you're sick of feeling the way you feel and you're ready for a change, you have to do something. Right. You have to find pleasure in the discomfort is what Brooke Castillo talks about in her episode. It starts with asking yourself those hard questions. And a lot of the times it takes someone else asking you them. Yeah. Framing it in a different way that you wouldn't think, looking at it from a different lens and having someone challenge you because right. your mind is powerful and it, your primitive brain wants to protect you. Mm-hmm. Right. And That's a good point. 43% of your day is spent in autopilot. And you have to consciously be building these habits for them to form. And it's a lot of work that goes into it. And you think that, okay, I can change. But when you've been stuck in these ways for so many years, so long, you're repeating these thoughts and it's hard to take a step back and to think, okay, what thoughts am I thinking that are creating these feelings that are creating our actions? Mm Because ultimately our thoughts create our feelings, create our actions. And you have control over your thoughts. You do. You really do. And it's hard because I think sometimes, you know, I'll catch my clients talking out loud, right, about what they're doing or what they're thinking they want to do, right? They're saying, I know I want to do this. I know I can do this. I've done this in the past or whatever. And then we talk about the plan and it's kind of like, well, I know I won't do that though because I'm I'm not a big calendar person or I know I'm not going to do that because of this. And I'm like, okay, so you're saying this is important to you. You're saying this is what you want to do. But here's what's actually happening. Do you see how this is not aligning? What has to shift? Is it the motivation? Is it the importance of this? Is this something we need to dive in more on? Like, why do you want to shift something? Most of the time, you know, people want to be around a long time Mm -hmm. or people want to have more energy. You know what? Those are two probably the most important factors. But it's like, well, what are you doing to create that energy? What are you shifting? Because when you put the energy into shifting it, that energy has got to go somewhere. And that energy will literally give you the most energy you've ever had in your life when you put it towards that uncomfortable feeling of shifting. It's hard. Waking up early is hard. It's easy to stay up late and kind of just stare at the TV. That's easy. But when you shift it, and it doesn't have to be that, it could be anything, you start running. It's so hard to start running when you haven't ran for a long time. Yeah. It's hard to start anything. But that energy you're putting into moving that to shifting it to just starting is going to eventually give you so much energy because it's something you want to do and you have a reason why you want to do it. Yeah. And until you put in that effort, you're not going to be able to feel it. No. You just have to start. 
You just have to start. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. Right. It's so hard. But, you know, you don't have energy. You create energy. Mm -hmm. Just like you don't have motivation, you create Mm -hmm. motivation. And it takes being intentional with it Mm -hmm. to create that. For a literal example, I was struggling with meal planning. Kind Mm -hmm. of like having a plan with food. Right. So I'm putting the energy into setting aside that time, planning out what we're going to have for a week. Right. Like literally 10 minutes. It takes like no time, but I was putting it off, not doing it, not doing it. Yeah. Putting the energy into that uncomfortable feeling ended up putting healthier foods in my fridge, which ended up putting healthier foods in my body, which eventually gave me a ton more energy to function and improve my immune system, all kinds of things. And so it's literally like 10 minutes of energy here spirals yes exponentially into something you might not even see coming yeah you know it's insane when it's also going back to the concept of just starting Mm -hmm. things in motion stay in motion Mm -hmm. right and so that's why they say when you're getting on an exercise routine and you've been doing it for a couple months and you fall off it's so hard to get back into it yes and sometimes going back to social support for a second here accountability Just having someone ask you if you did it is powerful. Like sometimes people are like, I know that I'm paying to have you as my coach. I literally know exactly what I want to do. I just need you to call me. Just call me and ask me if I did it. I need you to ask me this specific question because I want to think about that question for the next month. Because it's easier to break promises that we make with ourselves than it is to break promises that we make with others. Oh my, why? You're the one that has to live with it. But is it not true? It's so true. Every night I'm like, I get home from work. I'm like, I'm just going to lay on the couch. I'm just going to have a snack. But if I had plans to go to yoga with you, would I come home and be like, "Mm, no, no, I would think about it more. Mm -hmm. I don't want to let you down. Why are you letting yourself down? And that just shows you how powerful our thoughts are. If you think about it like that, we talk about this idea of willpower. Willpower doesn't exist. Right. When you're saying I should have, I should be motivated. I should have the willpower. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. The energy that you're putting into thinking that you shouldn't is a waste of energy. Let's talk about what's actually here. What are we actually doing? Yeah. How are we actually trying to get that You're energy giving out? energy to what you don't want. And that's why one of my favorite sayings and affirmations is don't think, just do. Mm-hmm. Getting up early. Feet hit the floor, don't think, just do. Yep. Because the longer you have this narrative in your head of why you shouldn't, you're convincing yourself. Just like Mel Robbins' five-second rule mm-hmm. takes five seconds before your body's like, nope, mm-hmm. and your mind wins. Don't even let it go there. Don't, Don't even, even let it go seconds. there. Yeah, and there's an equation, too, with BJ Fogg's behavior change discussion that he talks about a lot is motivation and ability. Mm-hmm. You know, So you can set up your environment. You can have the social support. Important, very important. But thinking about the combo of your motivation and your ability – so this is something I want to do. This is something I want to do. But are you capable? What do you have to kind of help you with that? You want an exercise routine? What do you have available? Do you have shoes? Do you have a safe space to do it in? Do you have access to a gym? Mm-hmm. What do you have? And start there. So your ability is realistically, what can I do? Or what can I afford? Or what is my mind capable of at this point? And being honest about that. Like, it's okay that you used to be an athlete in college and now you can hardly walk for 30 minutes. That's a fact, you know, stop thinking about the past. 
think about now so you can do something with it, yep. right? And so we put this energy into this past self. Well, because the brain is programmed to go to the past. It's this it's primitive safer. part. It's yeah. safer. It's what it's used to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't want to go there. And when you think about the prefrontal lobe, your conscious brain, your thinking brain, your adult brain, it can be trained. Mm-hmm. And that has the possibility to think in the future. And if we think enough in the future, it can become a habit, which is why we say visualization is so huge. Mm-hmm. Thinking your thoughts of who I am, what I'm doing, what I'm thinking of this other version of me. And the- it doesn't even have to be that far out. It could literally be, who do I want to be at from two o'clock to three o'clock? From two o'clock to three o'clock, I want to be somebody that walks in my neighborhood and I'm going to be that person, right? Who do I want to be in the morning? Tomorrow morning, I want to be someone that eats a healthy breakfast. I really just want to have that habit and that's who I'm going to be tomorrow. And it can just excel, but don't go anywhere where it overwhelms you. Sometimes when you go too far in the future, it provokes anxiety and fearful feelings. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to be there. No. If you need to be five minutes out from where you're at now, start there. Because when you think about it in the sense of what's the difference between between who I am now and me talking about this future self and what I'm going to do, what's the difference? Your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You yep. manifest a situation because you have these thoughts and you have to believe them, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of the times a coach comes into play Yep, because it's hard to think like that mm-hmm. and to really take the time to reflect and to narrow it back to what thought is creating this. And when you ramble and you start talking and we're asking these empowered questions, sometimes it takes, like I said, that outside perspective to say, okay, so you're saying this, but you're doing this. Mm -hmm. And there's the thought. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can do that on your own. You can do it with a coach. You can do it with a friend, but it's just about doing it. It's about even just saying it out loud or writing it down, putting Mm -hmm. it somewhere, just taking that action. And like we said before, action is hard. But if you feel like you're in a space where I'm just kind of unhappy, I'm kind of in a rut. I'm kind of feeling like I'm not myself. I don't know where things are going to go. So many people feel that way right now. And it's completely understandable. There's nothing wrong with feeling like you're a little bit off. We feel that way all the time. Nobody feels on fire all the time. No, but it's important to listen to, okay, let's let these feelings come in. What am I feeling? Let's not judge them. Let's be honest. How am I feeling and what's creating that feeling? What in my environment doesn't feel right to me? What is it that I'm doing that doesn't feel right to me? How can I shift it a tiny bit so it just feels more true to me? So you can build integrity. You can build confidence in the fact that you're honoring what you want to be doing, what you want to be listening to, what you want to be looking at, what feels right to me. And when you start to do that, you start to think like, how can I do this in another aspect of my life? Mm -hmm. How can I shift something a little bit here, a little bit there? Maybe it's literally just cleaning up your house, organizing a room, start with a drawer, tiny little things can create a huge difference because you get that momentum. Yeah. And so I just think there's a million different ways you can look at it. It doesn't have to be running a marathon. Yeah. It doesn't have to be having a perfect, perfectly clean home or eating a salad four times a day. It doesn't have to look like that. It just has to look like... It has to look true to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah and feel good. And I think if we go back to dopamine, thinking about if I want to have some more dopamine, feel better, the answer to that is having a goal. Mm-hmm. My husband's grandpa 
George, who passed away a few years ago, when he turned 80, he sat down and he sat with all of his grandsons and he wanted to give them a little speech Mm -hmm. about his life. And he started it off by saying, if you don't have goals, life is just a daydream. And it sounds like the simplest thing, but if you think about it, if you're just coasting through life and you don't have goals and you're not working towards something, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're wasting time. That's exactly what he was saying. He was 80 years old. He had no idea how much longer he was going to live. And just saying that to me, I was only 21, but it meant something. It changed my life. And I think George had such a good point where you're sitting around and you're feeling like you're moving in a direction that you're not in control of. You're absolutely in control of that direction. Sit down, give yourself five minutes and figure out what goal number one is. It's that simple. Yeah. And I think it takes acknowledging why you're feeling that way, creating that awareness, taking that quiet time to quiet the noise and turn inward and think, okay, why do I feel this way? Acknowledge it and then let it go. Mm -hmm. Because when you hold on to it, you are reliving your past. You are playing it. So what? It happened, mm-hmm. right? It's, it sucks. I'm not saying that your past, something that happened was good. Mm-hmm. It was bad. But the fact is that it happened. Mm-hmm. And you learn from it. And you learn from it. And all you can do is move forward. And remember that those hard things got you to where you are now. So when this feels hard, it's going to get you to a better place. Yeah. And the fastest way to change is to take full responsibility. Mm. Responsibility that you are in control. Yes. Responsibility. It can be scary. It can be overwhelming, but it means that you have the ability to respond. Mm -hmm. And because you have the ability to respond, you are in control. Yes. And it's scary. And I know it. Own it. Own it. Only you can own it. Only you can own it. And if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? Right. Right. And people can feel that. People can, like, I can tell when someone doesn't believe in them. I can look at someone and be like, oh, they are struggling with confidence right now. And it's sad because it's so true. You're in control of how you feel because you're in control of your thoughts. And if you can think about how you talk to yourself and think about how that translates into feelings and action, you can level up your life. And I think something important to acknowledge too is the process Mm -hmm. and how people get down on themselves because you set goals and you don't meet them. It happens all the time. Every person sets a goal and doesn't meet it. But if you don't take time to celebrate when you do, it makes the whole thing a negative experience, right? And so that's why I do these easy goals on top of other goals so that I can celebrate them. Like, yeah, I mean, who can always run 10 miles a week? Me, awesome, feel good about it. Who can wash their face every night? Not me. (laughs) So it's like, I don't want to feel like shit about how I can't figure out how to wash my face, but I can feel good yeah. about running. And I know people that legit are probably throwing up right now, hearing about <laughs> how little I wash my face. Like it's, it's embarrassing. Or throwing up that you can run 10 miles and they're like, hmm, must be nice. Everyone has their thing that they're good at. Everyone yes. has their thing they struggle with. But if you don't celebrate what you can do or those little victories when you set those small steps, and that's why small steps are so important. It's important to have the big goals because that's your dream. That's what sets you on fire. But it's so important to have the small steps steps so that you know I can do these little things and they will build up but you have to have patience yes and grace you have to give yourself grace Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves credit for having the intention 
of completing these goals and then it doesn't happen and we get hard on ourselves and then it's just this vicious cycle mm-hmm. of okay well I can't do it so might as well just sit here no 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 you give yourself five minutes you throw yourself a pity party and you say okay what am I going to do to change what didn't work and how can I change something because ultimately mm-hmm. I have control we started this episode off with saying that there's a million different ways you can do things mm-hmm. the cues you can set the environment you can change we will give you a million examples if mm-hmm. you need them mm-hmm. you look for outside resources you challenge yourself think creatively mm-hmm. and when you are creative your brain is going the dopamine's getting it mm-hmm. you're getting these hits that yes just getting started will make you feel better and better and better. And I think too, like you said, it's important to hear examples from people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like, I get inspired by people setting goals and I use them in my own life. I'm like, Oh yeah, I haven't used my instant pot. I need to use it. She's so right. She's going to do one a week. I should do one a week. I use them all the time. So I feel like it might be a good idea for us to tell people what our 2021 goals are. Ooh, if you feel up for it, do you want me to start? Uh, yeah. We have to take a minute break here to tell you about something delicious and good for you. Please and thank you, Granola Bars, owned by our good friend Britt, are literally named to remind us about manners and to have a little fun with good food. These Granola Bars are a small seed in a big field of showing each other kindness and respect. My kids are obsessed with the Golden Rule Granola Bar, and I start almost every single morning with the Yes, Please Granola so good. I pair it with a mix of berries, yogurt, and chia seeds, and it is such a fast, easy, and delicious way to start off my day. So why please and thank you? Because. Because they're a reminder. A reminder of manners and that it's okay to respect each other, even if we don't agree with each other. Because of the earth, we support our world instead of taking away. Our earth is precious, and they focus on packaging that will eventually become part of the earth. And because of you, you are important, and we need to make sure that we only share with you products made with whole ingredients, jam-packed with nutrients. Not only do these granola bars remind us of being good, they are good. All of them are gluten-free, most are dairy-free, and they have nut-free and vegan options. In partnership with Gold Ivy, Please and Thank You would love to offer Gold Ivy listeners 10% off when they use our promo code GOLDIVY, one word, on their website, Please thank you, granolabars.com. After each 10 orders that Gold Ivy listeners place, they will gift a free batch to a lucky listener. So make sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook too. Just search Please and Thank You Granola Bars. So go ahead, grab these granola bars and granola whenever you want, but make sure to use your manners. Please and thank you. So... I really want to get a good routine with strength training. So okay. I like I like strength training, but obviously cardio comes easy for me. So I want to do at least 10 minutes every single day of strength training. So I'm going to try this where I'm going to do core one day, next day upper body, next day lower, back to core. So I'm going to do my normal cardio routine, whether it's walking or running, and then I'm going to do my strength training 10 minutes. Okay. And then, because like 10 minutes, who doesn't have 10 minutes? A sixth of one hour of 24 hours. I can do this, right? Yeah. I think I can do it. Anyway, and I can do it anywhere because I you have- You think or you can? I can. Okay. I know I can. Okay. And I also have, and I just want to tell everybody, if you want to do these workouts with no equipment, they're on YouTube. I was going to say, are you going to use your videos? I actually might because then I could get them memorized and then it will be easy. Probably won't need them after like a couple weeks. You don't need equipment. No equipment. 10 no. to 15 minutes. Yes. So run or walk, 
10 minutes of strength training. I'll alternate so that my muscles have time to heal. Mm-hmm. And then once, if, you know, it starts to get really easy for me, I'll add some weights if I want to or need to. And then I'm going to pair one more thing with it. I'm going to have a notebook also there. And I'm going to write three things I'm grateful for because the best way to start a new behavior is to pair one with an old one. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to challenge myself because I've done this numerous times to just throw two in there. Just have the notebook visible to remind me starting my day things I'm grateful for. So I'm going to have those things happen. And I'm really excited. I'm going to be jacked in 2021. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, it's funny that you say that because I also have a goal of gratitude. Mm. I do it now, but I'm not consistent with it. And I know how much better I feel when I am, when I'm experiencing joy, it's because I'm practicing gratitude and I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm really focusing on setting up my environment Because being busy, it is very hard to forget about it. But when it's right in front of my face, that's that reminder that I need. Yep. And I'm linking it, like you said, to an existing behavior. So I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to the bathroom, come back right next to my bed, right outside my closet that I have to walk through to the bathroom is my yoga mat. Mm. Already going to be laid out with my gratitude journal on it. Okay. So you can't even do yoga until you are grateful. Oh, I wasn't thinking, I was thinking the other way around because when I move, the creative juices come flowing, the mood is improved. But you'll have to move it off the mat so that you know that you're going to do it when you're done with your yoga, right? Oh yeah, it'd be just right in front of me. Okay. I'll play with it. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. So I'm going to meditate, get in the right headspace, do some yoga and then journal. I like it. Start my day off right. And that's going to be what? 10 minutes. Maybe I'll play around. There's a lot of great free yoga videos Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Um, And you know what? If I don't like that order, I'm going to play with it. And if I forget, I'm going to give myself grace and I'm going to try again the next day. I love it. I hope it goes well for you. I bet it will. And who can't use some more gratitude in their life? The more that you're tuned into that, you just start to notice things because you're like, what am I going to write on my notebook tomorrow? And then you're like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have heated seats. I'm grateful for my sister-in-law for texting me to wash my face. It becomes a routine. Mm -hmm. So engaging in routine is the secret to ending bad behavior, behavior change. Our mind likes easy. It likes shortcuts. Mm -hmm. And have enough repetition in your routine. It becomes a behavior. Our brain remembers the routine in Mm -hmm. it. So these cues just cue this behavior. And Mm -hmm. it already has the sequence lined up yes and it's mental shortcuts so it's the rewards what are we doing intrinsic rewards versus Mm -hmm. extrinsic are we rewarding ourselves with a new yoga mat every 15 days in a row that i do it i'm gonna buy a new tank little things like that yes feel cute on that yoga mat but then also remind myself of the intrinsic rewards i'm doing this because i feel good i feel whole i feel alive uh my fatigue is gone my stomach feels better These things of, you know, you have to consciously remind yourself, Mm -hmm. get in the routine, and then also the context. What's around you? What's your environment like? Mm -hmm. It's all these things that you can think about, and it can be overwhelming, but I want you to remind yourself that there's so much that you can do to help. Right. And all that matters is you choose one thing, and you go with it. And everything around you is a cue. It's your friends that you're with. Mm -hmm. Who are you hanging out with? Are they uplifting you or are you tempted to drink way too much every time you're with them and not feel true to who you are? What is your mood like? You know, are you in the kitchen? Do you have your Instapot out on your counter? Mm -hmm. Are your workout shoes right next to the door? Mm -hmm. Do you sleep in your workout clothes? Mm -hmm. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think just goal setting overall can be overwhelming to get started. And I think you need to remind yourself that you have all the tools that you need. You truly do. All you have to do is know yourself and know what you want and just make a small step forward toward what that is. Mm -hmm. And Brooke Castillo, we mentioned her before, she talks about how you change your identity over and over again as a human being. We're always changing. We're always evolving. And so you may have had these goals five years ago and they may be completely different now, which is a little scary to get started. But it's who you are now. Be in tune with who you are now. It doesn't matter what you were in the past. It really doesn't. You're not going there. No, we're not going there. Not doing it. But at the core, she Mm -hmm. says, you're always worthy. You're either moving toward more of what you want or more of what you don't want. Do you want to move towards something you don't want? Absolutely not. Move towards what you want. What do you want? Yeah. You know, and we're here to support you. We're always going to be sharing what our goals are. We're always going to be putting out there ideas. You know, we always talk about the three gold stars and we'll get to those, but Mm -hmm. we want to give you these little small steps every time we talk to you because sometimes it's overwhelming to think of a goal. Some days it's easy. Some days it's hard. And sometimes our goals might not align with who you are. Obviously they come from us. They align with things that we think work well or easy or whatever, but we're going to provide those so that you can look back onto other episodes based off the topic of, you know, Oh, I really want to talk about gut health and and think about ways to improve my nutrition. I'm going to go back to those three gold stars. So I just want you to know that you always have these small steps in your back pocket at any point if you just want some ideas. And maybe it's just an idea to get to your idea. Right, like you can can shift Mm -hmm. and adapt to what works best for you, which is what we want you to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's just these little ideas that can, you can hear them and then they spark ideas of your own. Mm -hmm. And feel free to share with us what you're doing because I love hearing people's goals. Send them. Tweet us. Instagram, what do you call it? DM us? Slide in our DMs. (laughs) I'm learning all the lingo from Brooke. It's important to know though and remind yourself if you're not setting goals, you're not growing, you're not growing, you're not living. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think when I'm on my deathbed, which is kind of morbid, but going dark here. Yeah. Like what do I want to reflect on? Like when I close my eyes and I'm on my deathbed and I'm watching the reel of my life, Mm -hmm. am I going to be happy with it? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to say, oh, I wish I would have did that. Ooh, no, no yeah. one wants to say that. No. But the thing is you have all the control mm-hmm. and it takes getting out of your comfort zone. Yes. Being vulnerable and believing that you have the power. And if you don't believe that you have the power, that's your place to start. You fill your cup up with inspiration, motivation. You hire a coach. There's so many different things you can do. All that matters is that you just do something Small steps lead to big, sustainable behavior changes. Absolutely. And if it's overwhelming, it's because it is overwhelming. Start smaller. Mm -hmm. Bring it back. Bring it closer. Yes. And setting goals is a never-ending process. And if you need support, we got your back. It's all about the journey. That's right. Not the destination. That's right. All right. Well, before we jump into our three gold stars, please remember you can use all of Gold Ivy's resources that you feel could benefit your life. We want you to. That's why we have them available for you for free. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to subscribe to this Ivy Unleashed podcast. Find Gold Ivy Co. on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all the social channels for different inspiration and get exclusive tips when you join the Ivy League newsletter and blog. So beautiful. Beautiful Ivy League blog. Woo! It's gold. It is. 
And uh, check out our website at goldivyhealthco.com. If you can't remember all that, one thing I want you to remember is goldivyhealthco.com because it's all linked. Yeah, Everything else. Yep. And you can find this footage, exclusive footage behind the scenes on YouTube. Yes. All right. Now it's time for our three gold stars. Number one, name an overarching goal and determine your first small step. Two, schedule a small step in your calendar. And three, tell your goal to someone who supports you. All right. Next segment, unleashing Ivy. Andrea, what's one thing you do to center yourself with goal setting? I set all my goals with my coach, Kara. Episode four, if you have not heard from Kara, go back because she's amazing. And what she does with me is she lets me get to my own goal by asking me a million questions. And I just talked with her on Thursday, cried my ass out. I have these light bulb moments. It's insane with her. And so she gets me to a place that's a goal setting environment at the end. And Mm -hmm. we kind of talk about like, what do we want to accomplish or what's a small step or whatever. But the questions that lead me up to that small step, I never even see coming. Yeah. It's wild. It is so wild. And that's the power of having a coach. The questions she asks me get to the goals that I need. And when she just gets me to a place that I never even knew I could get to. All right. Brooke, when you're really struggling with setting goals, what's one thing that steers you in a positive direction? I would say turning inward, reflecting what is going on. Because ultimately, I know when things feel off, when I have guilt and shame around a behavior, I know only I have control. So something has to change. And in order for me to change something, I have to turn inward and be like, Brooke, what the hell? (laughs) What's what's going on? Is that what you say to yourself? Um, Sometimes I'm a little more aggressive. I do kind of have a potty mouth. I give myself grace when I need it. Mm -hmm. But I also check myself. Right. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Pretty much. (laughs) I love that. And for me, that that looks like meditating or journaling or something that gets me, you know, quiet. And for you, it's a coach. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for me, it's a coach. And sometimes it's finding a good journal question and really reflecting on it and mm-hmm. figuring out what I need to do to get my head in the right space because it starts up top. Yep. All right. Number three, what's one thing you wish you would have known sooner about goal setting? I would say... If I'm, if I'm thinking about the latest big goal that I set, you know, we talk about starting big. I just learned this year about really working backward from Mm -hmm. a big goal. So this podcast idea was really out there, was really like overwhelming to think about how do you even get in the, I don't even, do I pay? Do I, where do I go? Who do I, whatever. And so I started super small where I was like, I can do this. I can read books. I can read, I can go on YouTube, I can research. And so I started super small with like, okay, you're gonna have a podcast. How do you record it? Mm -hmm. Tiny little step. And once I knew the answers to that by doing my research, I felt empowered. So next goal after learning about technology would be like, how do you get it from the recording device onto your phone or onto the computer or whatever? And so I just started doing research and learning different things and learning about business. And the more I knew, the more I felt like I had this momentum and it just mm-hmm. got me like I wanted to learn more and more because you start piecing it together. And so you start of, realizing what you're capable of. Yes. But starting from the big fat goal up top and just kind of working backwards like, okay, how do you get from there to here mm-hmm. and down and down and down until it feels so small? Like, of course I could do that. Yeah. 
And so I just, I think I just needed to really just have that big dream and think about how to make it like micro, like yeah. the most micro little goal. Yeah. And that's how you kind of figured out and gave yourself the belief that everything is figure outable mm-hmm. because yes. it is. If you start small enough, mm-hmm. it totally is. Yep. All right. And for our last segment today, your piece of gold. Today's piece of gold is brought to you from Jay Shetty. You shouldn't feel small compared to others, but you should feel small compared to your goals. This is Gold Ivy signing off. Listen to your truth and go chase your gold. 